CHP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network, your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode. Welcome to the Worst Golf Podcast. Everybody wants to be the best. We strive to be the worst. When a bad take is necessary, we're going to be here to share it with you. Got a special happy hour edition fresh off the PGA show. And I'm your host, JB. With me is Morgan. She's going to spend a lot of her time off camera, especially today, because she is exhausted. <laughs> um, but she's going to keep me in line with all those buttons. Before you get started, before we get started, easy for me to say, make sure you subscribe to whatever outlet you're on. In this case, we are on YouTube, uh, the THP homepage, website, and uh, the forum, of course. Morgan, we are fresh off the PGA show. And yes. by fresh off, I mean hours. Yes. Yes, we are. Um, it is, it's a whirlwind of a kind of a thing. This year, I'll just start out by saying I fucked up. I screwed up. Sorry. We're really going to have to work on this yeah. because it's carrying into your everyday life now. Yeah. So go, uh, you know, rewind a bit for a couple of months and none of our partners and companies were going to the show. Correct. 50-50, we might go. We don't think we're going to go, you know. So we didn't make plans to go. Correct. Sorry, I was yawning. I'm that tired. And then everybody jumped in. Yes. And we still hadn't made plans. And I said, you know, let's go. Let's do what we do, at least to see everybody. We're not going to go down there and film and everything. And we decided to go down. And uh, I'm glad we did. Yeah, I I am too. But I'm going to say right off the bat, and I told you this when we were there, I disagree. I don't think that you screwed up. I think that we did it exactly the way we should have for this year. And then this way we can evaluate for years after that. And we're going to talk quite a bit about the PGA show, but as usual in my weirdness of ideas, I said to Morgan as we were driving down, uh, I have a crazy idea for next year, meaning 2024 PGA show. If we go, if there is a PGA show, and I'm not going to get into what that is, but it's a different way of providing coverage. I just want to say that basically it was a Tuesday because you said, I have a crazy idea. (laughs) Ironically enough, it was Tuesday. I know. I there was thought I had put thought behind that. Yeah, you didn't, but I'm <laughs> no, I really at, did. Um, but uh, so we'll get into that later. We didn't think it was something that we could actually do. Yeah, and, because in years past we couldn't have. Right, and we we spoke to the people at Reed Expo, the people behind the PGA show, and they were uh, not only for it, were extremely supportive. Um, thought it was a pretty cool idea. Thought we were a little nuts. Um, but I think that Sherry Major there and shout out to her kind of knows that in me by now. Yeah, I think so. Um, but let's talk a little bit about, you know, the PGA show and everybody pull up a chair at the bar and have a drink. What is everybody drinking? Let us know in the comments. You didn't get me my drink. I, oh, you're right. I didn't. Yeah. Maybe if you go on a rant like I tend to do, you can get a drink. I can no, get you a drink. No, I'm literally, literally, you guys, I'm sitting over here yawning so hard. My eyes are just dripping. It's like I'm crying over here. I'm not. I'm that tired. So somebody asked us yesterday how many steps we did, and I don't keep track of that. How many steps did you do? Uh, keep in mind, this was getting to the show at you know 7 a.m. Uh, the doors open at 9, but we had to go there early for a meeting. And then leaving at 4, how many steps did you do? 20,000. On the nose? Almost. It was like 20,110 or something like that. Yeah, so we did a lot of walking. Um Covered the entire show floor, we think. There's a forum thread there for people who don't want to get bored with all this nonsense. But uh, you can see a bunch of the pictures. What we saw, you saw. You know, Obviously, not everything. But 
generally speaking, but couple things stood out to me and before i get to that i want to explain a little story i'm going to rewind from earlier today okay and talk about what an ass i am or what an idiot i am i should say everybody in the chat has had pizza i'm sure at some point in their oh, life, right i would hope so yeah i, I understand that uh xthor in our comment section i don't know if he's in here today doesn't like pizza that's top five weirdest things but uh we came back and we had an errand to run. Um, and I said, let's just stop at Pyology. It breaks our diet that we've been doing. but And we were actually pretty good about it at the show. But let's just stop. There's a Pyology. Let's get a pizza. You had never been. And we went in and did it. They bring the pizza out to the table. And I pick it up. And I take like a small bite. And you said, is it too hot to eat? I was going to say, make. I want to make sure that you you say, like I specifically said, is it too hot to eat? I just want to make sure yeah, we know this. You said that. I and did. which my reply was? Yes, it's too hot to eat. So what did I do? Took a bite. Took a bite. So what happens? Uh, the top of my mouth is scarred, of course. So um, it seems I see the comments. Uh, Chicago deep dish is a casserole. Pineapple on pizza is the best. You guys are so weird. The weird food takes. Like, there's nothing wrong with pineapple on pizza. Like, I'm not uh, for or against it. You know, I actually... I, I'm not usually like a hot fruit kind of person and I don't always love hot pineapple, but it's not the worst thing I've ever had. Yeah, it's not. It, it is what it is. And yeah. if you hear any wheezing in the microphone, it's because Arrow is whining behind us. I don't know why he wants something. Um, uh, wait, not not behind us. He's literally behind me for those who can see listeners can't, but he's literally in the chair behind me. Um, We mentioned earlier that this is happy hour. And one of the reasons for that is, we had a company reach out. I don't know if you can see these in the camera from Wyoming Whiskey. Send us a couple of bottles of this one is small batch bourbon whiskey. This one is uh, straight bourbon whiskey, uh, double cask. So we're going to give ourselves a little pour here um, and give it a try while we're talking about the PGA show. And somebody asked 20,000 steps in what time frame? How many hours was that? Uh, six or seven. Yeah, something like that. Um, I'm using this uh, wonderful... THP Tech Studio glass that was presented to me by Team Hackers a few years ago. So thank you guys for that. It smells good. You want to taste it? No, thank you. That's actually pretty good. If you guys get a chance, try out Wyoming whiskey. Uh, not a sponsor or anything like that, but uh, pretty good. We'll try the other one throughout. What is everybody else drinking? I'd love to hear that in the comments. Um, but going back to PGA show. So I want to recap a couple of things. I'm going to get to some winners or losers, some trends and things like that. And you have a couple of thoughts there as well. The PGA show for years was the place to launch products. And it's not anymore. I, I think that's fair to say. There oh, are yeah. things that gets launched. New golf carts get launched. New There's smaller companies launch products. Apparel companies show off their next line. In this case, that was spring and summer for a lot of brands. Um, but for the hardcore viewers and readers and listeners that we have most of the time uh they've seen the stuff that's on the show floor in the equipment world yeah especially this week with all of the this past week past couple of weeks with all of the launches that's basically everything that's been coming out so there were a couple of products that got launched this week that were big launches yes um including one today kind of what was glove. today oh yeah the callaway glove uh was this morning but uh, Rapsodo had a new launch monitor. Um, 
I've been sitting on this news for months. I know. And I, I'm so excited about this product. I think that what we're seeing is, you know, when Garmin came out with that R10 device, it was, okay, home simulation at $699. Problem is, the device sucked. Uh, sorry if anybody has it out there. It, it's fun to use, but it's not even anywhere in the realm of being accurate. Uh, you know, we're not talking about a few yards off. I've seen people play it and it's 20 to 25% off carry distance That's and different lot. things. Like it, it's not real life. Yeah. Um, the Rapsodo is, and it was tested for a long time against the GC quad. It's close. Uh, it was dead on for a few of them. Um, but that was one of the launches that came out that really blew my mind. Another one, uh, was Club Car finally debuted the crew? They've had the commercials everywhere You've and everything. Been obsessed with that thing for a long time. This golf cart is next level. It's not really a golf cart. So one of the things about golf carts is there's golf carts and then there's uh, LSVs, low speed vehicles. This is that. It's for a neighborhood or a country club or a you know golf cart community, the villages, things like that. But it's got a full table and bench seating in the back so people can have food. They can have their pets with them and things like that. It's just a really cool. And it looks in person. It looks awesome. Yeah, it's unique. I It's not something that I would personally want. But when I saw it in person, it was better than I thought it would be. Yeah, th that was uh, something that came out that was different, innovative, and pretty cool. And I think Club Car does a really good job with their stuff. Another device that surprised us that it was at the show anyway and surprised everybody. We had the people at the THP event with bag boy and dynamic brands last year learned that they were bringing an electric golf cart to the market, electric caddy. And for those that know me know that I have been a real proponent in that space. I started with an MGI cart. Um, I switched to a moto caddy cart and it's light years better um I, there's there's nothing wrong with the mgi cart it, it works fine it's just as i said the battery placement is a problem right and if you look at every other cart on the market they've moved the battery to somewhere closer to the center or front to keep that from an as, a, as an issue stability yeah stability is really important it's kind of like cg and and golf sure. for lack of a better thing um well bag boy for a number of years was a seller of MGI carts. And those carts were branded bag boy in you know some capacity and they stopped working with that. And I don't think it's fair for me to get into the reason why those that are with bag boy at a THP event might can ask them directly, but it's not what people some people have reported, oh MGI just wanted to sell direct so they didn't want to do that anymore. That's not really what happened. It was a it wasn't an MGI exclusive decision. Um, but so when bag boy told us that they had a new electric cart coming called the volt, I was interested, but I've been a moto caddy user. And then a line was said to me a while back, and this is before I had even seen the device and Morgan was with me when we saw it. And she said the same thing that it, it's different. It is different than every other electric cart caddy on the market because it's not an electric caddy. It is a push cart that happens to be electric. Yes. So I can't get, I've been asked not to go super into the weeds on this, but I can share some things. 
if you are an electric caddy user and you've ever run out of juice, you know you want to punch a kitten. Which you should never do. Never do that. Never. In this case, how crazy was it that literally with one press of a button, like it's a push cart. It's ama- it was like, it was amazing. It was mind blowing. I, I I couldn't get over the fact because I've done the thing where you have to push the electric caddy. Seriously, big deal. Now that's stuck in my head. Um, but I was so blown away by that aspect of it. I, the footprint of it and everything is it's very different than the ones that are on the market. I'd say with the battery placement and how it's uh, longer and thin that we put up the picture of yeah. than the big block. Um, there was a, there was a lot of thought put into it. It wasn't yeah. just like, let's take a cart and let's just stick our label on it. Yeah. And, and that's, that. that's really one of the coolest things is there was thought into it from the push cart user. The push cart user wants extra storage. They want the accessories. They want a spot for the remote control. That's not just for the storage spot for the remote control, but even when it's just moving or parking it at the green, everybody knows they put it in their pocket or their belt and everything. This one has it. It is as well thought out, and I've never tried it. I have not used it. We didn't see. We saw it in motion briefly, and we got to push it. That was it. Yeah, like in a room. Yeah, I can't comment on whether or not it's any good or anything like that. But the innovation that went into it was pretty awesome. Um, So going back to the PGA show, one of the things that people ask all the time was, "Is it back? Is it as good as it was previously?" And I, you know what, you've been, you haven't been in a few years. So why don't you answer that before me? Okay. So we did not go to demo day, so I can't speak firsthand. No, we have, we have firsthand info. But we, yeah. From everybody that we've spoken to that was there, demo day was definitely a fraction of what it used to be. That used to be the place, like there was music going on. There was a blimp in the air. Like there was just people everywhere. It was even hard to get into the base to hit something. And then we heard that it was sort of uh, like a, a couple of bays and then like literally like a food court size space between them and like the next person. Like it was it, it wasn't like it used to be. So I would say for demo day, definitely not. As far as the actual show goes, from what I remember from many, many years ago when I went, I would say that it wasn't the same It definitely I wouldn't say it's as, it was better than I thought it was going to be but not as good as it used to be, if that's a fair assessment. Yeah, and I don't know if good versus bad is the right way. not the right word. Yeah. Just as busy or as packed or, yeah. So one of the things that the PGA show always did really well was organization of the show floor. Yes. And you could go up and down the aisles. Yes, sometimes they jutted out with, you know, different booth sizes and things like that, but you could make your way around. It's like the walls are large, you're a mouse in a maze trying to find cheese now. Yeah, it was really hard to navigate through the aisles. And then I would say for me personally, what I noticed the most was that there were just all the booths were much smaller, much, much smaller than I remember. And I'm not just talking about like, I'm saying like the big companies that had like massive booths, they definitely seem smaller than they used to be. And then like other companies that had like maybe medium sized booths before were like the tiniest booths that you could possibly see like two people fit in it. And I think that's a fair assessment. I mean, Callaway and Titleist still had massive booths. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. The other ones like Cobra and Puma were separate this year. Um, If somebody asked me my opinion, and nobody will, but if they did, I think that was a mistake personally. But I understood the reason behind it. I did too, but I would agree with you. Um, But navigating your way through the show, 
PGA show does an excellent job with the app and the map and lists and everything else where everything is. They do a great job of it. But for people like us that were trying to walk up and down and up and down and everything, it's literally not possible. No, and you don't want to miss anything, but you do. You feel like you possibly could because you can't just go back and forth. You can't zigzag. You have to like make like v's and w's and yeah we we kept saying we might have to u-turn at this one because we can't see the other side yeah exactly um and the other thing is the there were there's always been a main middle aisle that you know so you have booths in the front booths in the back and then this main middle aisle well this year because of the design it seemed like everybody was forced into that middle aisle Mm -hmm. so i'm talking to some people and they're saying like yeah look at all the people it seems busy and then the next person says well is it or is everybody being forced to the same spot yeah. So I don't know the answer to that, but one of the things that stood out to me was in fairness to Reed Expo and the PGA show, it did seem back. There was a general buzz around it. Compared to what it seemed like it had been the last couple of years with COVID, 100% I would say it's back. Again, yeah. compared to what I'm used to, not so much. But I still think it was it was significantly better. And when I say better, I mean busier than I thought it would be still. Um, we're going to get to some winners and losers from the show Mm -hmm. Um, and then talk about a couple of trends that jumped out. So the first is in apparel, there were two brands. There were a bunch of brands. The Royal Albatross brand, and I know I've talked about this brand before on the show and on the forum and on the website, their shoe, their booth was extremely well done. It was as classy as you would expect based off of the brand and the shoes, wouldn't you say? Like, I think classy is like the best way to yeah, say it. Because a lot of shoe brands don't have booths. They're, no. It's a small little table and they show their wares and then, the, you know, dealers or green grass companies come in. Well, they had this really cool, almost like wood. wooden kind of classic elegance yeah. to it. And you walk in and they have everything set up and catalogs and things like that. And, you know, I, I know we've talked about it before in an article, but... It's a family business. It's a husband and wife team. Yes, I will say, I want to add, I would almost equate it to, not that I've been many times, but almost like a a shoe display in Neiman Marcus. Yes, that's a really good way of looking at it. Um, I thought theirs for footwear was the best I saw. Yes. Um, And I think that when you go to the apparel side, there was another brand. God, I'm going to, it's the one that Adam sent us to i'm gonna start to the sea yeah castori castori they had cool stuff like really cool stuff didn't spend a lot of time there or anything like that but we posted a picture of it the stuff is cool it's got a really cool background check out their website if you get a chance um when you move to the equipment side we have different winners and losers (laughs) yeah but mine is is so different okay so reason one of my losers in the equipment side is ping but not for the reason that people think no not at all um, the placement of the ping booth is in between Titleist and Callaway and Srixon and Mizuno and Cobra behind them. And the way they design the ping booth is just this open space. There's not a lot in it. There's it's more of a before you switch to you, it's think of equipment in four little corners. There's a hitting bay, but it's way far away from their, where their booth is, and then desks where they're talking to reps and things like that. So the only thing it was used for at the show was people walking through to the other booths because there's nothing to see there. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. It almost looks as if it was just like the the actual like the people who put on the expo like put a couple of booths there just for like display. Like when I say booths, I mean like displays of clubs. 
but it wasn't an actual company. Right. Uh, if you didn't have the big right. ping thing at the top of the ceiling, you would, you know. would never no. know it was ping. But everybody used it to cut through because yes. you didn't have to walk around in the aisles. You used it to cut through to go from Srixon to Titleist or from Titleist to Mizuno yes. and things like that. And why did people use it? And it's the reason it's the winner for Morgan. It's the reason it's the winner for me. They have the squishiest carpet. Their carpet is so soft. And when your feet hurt so bad from walking all over that show floor, you look for the squishiest carpet. And they were by far the best. So they're my winner. Um. I, I see Canada in the thing saying like the video, please guys like the video. It matters more than, you know, so if you get a chance, just click the little like button. It helps us give me another winner or loser from the show for you. Um, I know I'm throwing you on the spot here. Yeah. I was starting to read the comments. So I kind of lost my train of thought there on that. Um, hmm. let's see. I would say it's hard to say this, but I would say loser would be like putter companies. There weren't any or there were, but like, I don't know. I feel like in years past, there was like a good selection of putter companies out there where you, and they had like a big putting green, but it just, it, I don't know. It didn't feel right. It didn't, I don't, it didn't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, try, I'm trying to get words out, but so we're not I see here. Ryan Liberty in the chat and he made one point that I think we do need to reiterate, which yes. is the show didn't have any filler. No, Um, it did. But we'll get to that in a second with trends, but it was relevant brands were there irrelevant brands and I shouldn't irrelevance really a strong word um, brands that didn't need a show presence were not. And so you were able to make your way or, uh, through it, but it was, it was very difficult to navigate. And for media specifically, it's not thing. Now I'm going to add another loser to this. Okay. For decades, the PGA show has been an industry only event. Yes. Then it started to turn into people who were members at a club would grab as a equity member and owner and come down to the show and f find stuff. And that was fine. We, we call them for lack of a better term, trick or treaters. they're called trick or treaters. And you can see them in, in our industry. You can see them a mile away. So do the industry people where they have a little backpack or a thing and they're literally walking around looking for free shit. So they're everywhere. Now everywhere is a person who is taking up, lots of time for people that are relevant when they have zero ability to make any decisions at that club. And that's hard. It's yeah. It's not fair. Um, doesn't influence us. No. So, you know, the trick or treaters were out in full force and that is hard. You see like seven guys walking together and it says like buyer fill in the blank country club, you know, bumfuck tech or whatever they're doing. And, you, they're literally standing in the aisle, taking up space, looking like they just ate seven pizzas from Papa John's with their two tote bags walking around trying to get a sleeve of balls because they made a trip to Orlando. So they're not leaving until they can find like a free hat. Well, and then there's always the best for like you see like there's random golf balls sitting on some kind of display and like you literally see people like just kind of walk and grab and put it in their bag as they keep going. Like they're, I'll, they're I'll shoplifting. Tell the, I'll tell the great story. So um, a few years ago, Callaway launched Chrome Soft. Uh, the ball, they called it the ball that changed the ball. And they had this huge display. And I see Dean and Dan in the chat. They probably remember this. I don't know if Dan was at that show, but Dean definitely was. And they had this huge display with these uh soft, like the thing you squeezed for the stress ball. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Chrome Soft. And they had this little sofa that was designed to when you sit in it, it felt like it. This thing was filled to the rim 
with these things. The show opens at nine. By 1030, every one of them was gone. They weren't even supposed to be giveaways. No, they weren't. And every one of them took them. So they, the trick-or-treaters were out in full force this year. Um, but there were some relevant things going on, too. And I think that was kind of cool. And the product displays and the presentations were kind of cool. But we saw we see a trend every year at the show. Absolutely, we do. You know, a few years ago, everybody who could pick up Alibaba on their phone was becoming a putter cover designer. And there were a million booths for that. And then you'd order a putter cover and you wait nine months for it to come up. DHL, of course, it was being shipped to you by. Right. Um, and then after that, it was CBD oil. Like every booth that you turned down was CBD oil. And I remember Ryan Liberty's here in the chat. He can vouch for this. There was one section of the show probably four years ago where there were like 12 CBD places in a row from gum to oil to jerky to everything else you would possibly want. And now there's none. There's like not a single one there. I don't remember seeing any there. Um, this year, the trend was drinkware. Yeah, tumblers. Can you kind of go through with it, one of the cool ones we did see? Yeah, so we saw – making sure I switched over to me. Um, we saw so many tumblers. And when I say that, I mean like the, like, a, like a Yeti or a Tervis, like the insulated cups. And there was one brand that we saw, and I have the paperwork, but I forgot to bring it upstairs. And it has um, – like a, it's like a koozie, like an insulated koozie. But you could fit like three different sizes. Yeah, and then, cans or any size bottle. Yeah. And then if you didn't want to use it for that, it had a lid that you could put on top and then you could make it at like a regular cup to drink out of. So I'm looking for the name of it right now. Uh, it's called Wild Gear W-Y-L-D. There you go. I believe they're actually based out of Wyoming, but they are in Franklin, Tennessee. Franklin, Tennessee. Now. Yeah. And for those listening, I'm changing to the double cast now. So okay. continue. Um, And so that was just one company. And then they had um, some that looked like solo cups. So that was pretty cool too. And then you could put like your logo on it and things like that but they were everywhere i mean that and i would say like the coolers and things to, yeah. to, to hold them in like i would say that that was probably there's a huge section i'd say there's probably 15 yeah, or so people who were distributing that or distributing do you what's the word i'm looking for displaying yeah my brain doesn't work um okay double cask cheers everybody for the win it's fantastic um the other one that i noticed was Every person in the world wants to apparently jump the shark like Yeti has because there were 9,000 coolers. Yeah, there were tons Everybody of had a freaking cooler and it was everything from funny floral patterns to every, there were coolers everywhere. Yeah, like you can think it up, they designed it. Yeah, uh, we have an arrow sighting here as he's making his way around. For those um, who can see, I, no, you can't see him. He's directly behind me. Uh, but drinkware was pretty much everywhere. The tumblers, they were everywhere. Um Oh, I have one more too. Go for it. Um, okay. So first of all, when you start walking the show floor for hours and hours and your your feet are killing you and you're so tired, they have massage chairs. Like people were trying to sell massage chairs. Huh. And they, think of those big ones at the mall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is. Or at like the airport, sometimes you see them there too. And you get to a point where you're like, I know that that's like a cesspool. Like I know that that's just like filled with germs, but I think it's worth the risk. Like I thought about that a couple times. Where I was no like, chance. I think it's There's worth. I thought it was worth chance it. I'm getting in there. But the one other trend that I noticed was that like every other aisle, sometimes it was every aisle, there were these random people who were walking around with like the. Uh, I, what do you call? I don't. The word, the term I'm going to use is inappropriate. So go for it. No, the show's inappropriate. Fine. The show's terrible. <laughs> 
it's an actual real massager, a personal massager. But I just realized that if I say it, it's going to sound terrible. But sure, they were seriously. But anyhow, and they're like, would you like a massage? And I'm like, no, dude, like, dude, don't touch me. Like, it's so weird. And they're like following you around. Like, let me massage you. Let me massage you. That was a hard pass for me. Dean in the chat said I would have yelled if they tried to use those chairs. Yes. And I would have had to stay away from them and boil myself because it's it's just a germ factory. It it was, but I don't know. I started contemplating it. My back was hurting so bad. But, you know, the shows are a little different for me. Um, Somebody asked massage chair or hug from vendors. Oh, a hug. I I gave all of of our friends hugs. Um, It's THPers I won't hug. (laughs) That sounds horrible, but I'm not hugging somebody fresh off a golf course. I've I've watched you guys go from a golf course to a nice steak dinner without washing your hands. Like, I can't do it. Mm -hmm. Um, But the show is different for us. And a lot of it is over the last few years with COVID, we weren't able to travel as freely to see people we consider friends. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And, you know, part of that is (laughs) their offices have different rules during the pandemic. And part of it was just travel was very tough. Yes. So this was a chance to go back and see our friends. And we were able to spend some time with everybody we know. And uh, some people saw that, uh, Chris Kosky had changed companies right before this and we were able to catch up in that. And we had known about that for a, a bit, but we were able to catch up with him and his new company. Ryan Liberty, who's in the chat is somebody we've been able to catch up with. And we had dinner with him on Tuesday night, uh, with him and, uh, dynamic brands, uh, bag boy. And the best part was we didn't really talk about golf. That's the beauty of it. Right. And then, you know, see everybody at the show from, you know, Nick McAnally all the way down to, uh, the new communications person at Titleist who I hadn't actually met in person yet. That's always the best part when you've talked to somebody or you've exchanged emails forever. Even if you've done zoom calls, just be able to see the person live in person is really nice. Yeah. So it's a chance for us to walk up and at least spend some time together. We spent a lot of time with Jose and Mike and, you know, Michael Verska and everybody that we're, we consider friends regardless of what we do for a living. You know, if we, if we close this up tomorrow, those people are our friends. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and one of the things we do after the show is there's an area um, that's collectively called the pit. It's a bar that you walk down three steps to get into. So it's called the pit. It smells like a pit. It's what you think. But the surface is the pit. <laughs> you know, it's not normal. It's not what it used to be for Dean and Dan and other ones from staff to have been here with us. You've known what that's been like, like pure out craziness yes it's not like that standing anymore. room only yeah it, we walked right in grabbed a table and it, you know then people started to join and you know michael verse could come over because we we're gonna have dinner with him mm-hmm. um and then jose and mike came and then tom Olsovsky came and then chad DeHart came and uh ian came and we saw chip uh brewer shortly after that you know like it, it's a chance for people to come and hang out and talk because we don't want to talk about golf no we do that on the floor yeah um, so we talk about life and looking, looking at houses online with Jose and things like that. Like it's not what, what people think we're not having a hardcore conversation about golf equipment. No. Um, usually it involves food and drinks and things like that. So that was a good time last night. We were able to sit down and talk about life mm-hmm. and w- what the industry might be doing in the future, what it's doing now, how their jobs are, how their families are and everything else. So, um, it, it's a really 
it, it was a really nice time last night to sit down with everybody and talk. And Osti Rollinson, we got to spend a lot of time with Osti. I was going to say And that. learn about what he's been doing and where he is now. And he's working at Titleist, uh, Scotty Cameron, um, and where he's been. And I'll have more on that on some stuff that he's been involved with uh, that is pretty cool that you guys kind of know about but kind of don't. And uh, we'll, we'll share all that coming up. Um, Real quick, somebody asked how many miles that was. It was roughly nine miles. Nine miles. That's pretty good. Yes. What, what was your pace? Not fast. So for those <laughs> following, I've been trying to get Morgan to run a 40. Oh, yeah, he has. Actually. For 10 years. Never going to happen. And I really want that to happen. Never so going to happen. We might have to have some sort of donation drive for charity or something <laughs> to get her to run a 40. It's never going to happen. Um, she says it's never going to happen, but I don't know. No. Um, before we continue, I want to remind everybody uh, about my friend Tim. <laughs> not really about him but he had some skin issues and he reminds me about skincare and sunscreen uh show sponsored by coral safe get a chance pick some up if you don't that's fine too just use it uh i use theirs because it's inexpensive it's natural and they have the stick so i don't have to get it all over my hands there's nothing worse than sunscreen all over your hands um but that's available links in the video and on the forum and every place else. So pick some up if you get a chance. I know some people are tuning in for some Strixon experience news. Yes. And we have some. Um, yeah. So you, we worked this out at, at lunch, lunch in a food court on the PGA show floor. Yes, we did. Um, working out dates and locations. So um, we can share with you guys the Strixon experience is unlike anything we've done with them before. Correct. So the experience itself is going to be November 5th through the 7th and it's going to be held at Briggs ranch in San Antonio. Mm -hmm. But the people who get into that event are going to get their equipment right away. Yes. And they will discussed. be re reviewing their equipment from when it is received till the event. Yes. So, so if you enter, make sure that you can make sure that. you're interested in talking about golf equipment for a, a number of months. And we are going to blow it out of the water with it. It's going to be a ridiculously fun time. Um, shout out to Noel for helping us put this together, but it's just going to be awesome. Um, so you get new equipment to kick off the season and talk about it on the forum for a few months. And then next thing you know, you're headed to Briggs ranch, Briggs ranch in San Antonio for some dormy network, hospitality that is unlike anything else every single time i hear san antonio i don't know why but in my head i just hear san antone and i don't know what that's from that's weird no but it's from something somebody yeah. somewhere said that and every time i hear I, it. you did just now well yeah but i'm repeating it um we mentioned uh, already that we have a new idea and a twist for the pga show coverage we'll get into that later we got to see if it's actually feasible financially to do it yeah exactly um but we think it's pretty cool we discussed it with them we discussed it with pretty much all the companies mm -hmm. they thought it was a great idea um but it, it's a different outlook on it and uh we'll have more of that coming in the future uh i want to mention the health it up thread that we kind of talked about it was kind of birthed on this show <laughs> maybe birth's the wrong word but you know, people, were, messy. people were asking, that's disgusting. <laughs> Sorry. People were asking you about, you know, Hey, I don't like healthy food. I want to eat chicken fingers. How can, you know, things like that. So why didn't we start a thread on the THP forum for that information? And it's there and you can ask anything. You could say, I only eat filet and potatoes, make it healthier, you know, and you're going to try to find a way to help them. Yes. I can't promise that I'll be able to, but I'm certainly going to try. Um, Somebody asked us another question, and this wasn't really a question kind of show because we have so much to talk about, 
but uh, they asked about our goals for 2023. And I didn't, I sometimes don't know what people mean by that. We get asked, is this a successful event? My answer is, did you have fun? If you had fun, it was successful. Well, and I think that success is definitely different to different people because did someone have fun? Then it was successful for them. Did people continue to review the products and be active on the forum pre, during, before, during, and after the event? That's successful to us and the companies. So success is different depending on the person. So, yeah. And, and I the think, situation. yeah, I think that, um, in general, I, you know, we're talking about golf. We're not curing cancer here. No. You know, so our goals are to not have to worry about those big things. Talk about golf, have some fun, enjoy some fun events. And the equipment this year in the industry is incredible. Not have to deal with people who only want to talk about live versus PGA and shit like that. And, you know, I don't know. I think that our goals are a little different, but we have two that we talked about that are going to come to fruition yes we the hope, first we is hope. we're gonna have uh, some new take on some content creation um that we'll share moving forward and i don't like this no we have to change our studio yeah we're gonna build a whole new thp studio um because i want more availability for you guys and yeah some some better stuff better tech things so, like that 2023 goals, better podcast studio, more content creation, and not suck at social media. Would that that's fair, right? I think so. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I have no help for the last part, though. What's the last part? The social media. I'm not going to be. Able to oh, help. okay. Uh, so you had some questions about what things we saw at the show. If you have other thing questions about the PGA show, ask them now. Morgan's going to take note of that, and I'm going to rattle through these. Somebody asked about the bag boy vault. Um. I think I covered that one pretty well. I, think so. I do want to give a shout out to the bag boy uh, ZFT. Yes. It, it's a cool bag. It is. Like it, it's really well done. This is the first year ever that there's two really good bags out there. The Callaway Hyperlite Zero is really, really good. That's mm -hmm. currently what is in the room directly to my right. That's my bag. That's what I use. Um, bag boy's bag is really good too. I didn't see any other bags that like jumped out at me. I saw a lot of bag companies that all of a sudden came out of the woodwork. So clearly there's a factory in China making shitty bags. Um, but yeah, so the bag boy card, I think I covered questions on the SC4. I don't have answers for you right now. Uh, we saw it at voice caddy. Mm -hmm. They had a hitting base set up and it looks really, really good. Um, but I don't have answers entirely of how it works Everybody knows I thought the SC3 was hot garbage. And I thought the next iteration of that, the SC3I, E or I, one of the letters, uh, was a really good improvement with that update. So I think that that is something to pay attention to. We'll have a lot more on that coming up soon. I saw Dan just asked about SL3. And since um, I'm talking about voice caddy, I'll mention it. Okay, I should, probably should have mentioned this with winners or losers because... This thing's freaking awesome. Yeah. SL2, for those that don't know it, is a laser, handheld laser that's in a nice classy package. And then in the bottom underneath where your eye goes, for listeners, you can't really see it, but right where you look through for listeners, underneath that is a full-color GPS. It's not just a GPS. You can literally touch anywhere on the screen and get distances. It's got a, a green heat map. It's got everything. Now, Voice Caddy's other line of products, the TL1, takes away the GPS, but adds pin tracer. And it made it the fastest laser I've ever used. And without a doubt, most accurate. It also told me, 
this is a weird secret. Don't tell anybody. Not all lasers are accurate. It's like, what? how can that be? Until I tried it side by side with some of these knockoff ones. The SL3 combines TL1 and SL2. So you get the nice look, feel, and everything, plus the GPS and everything. But you also get Pin Tracer. Um, and Pin Tracer, unlike for people who haven't read our articles on it, Pin Tracer is nothing like Pin Lock that everybody has where it vibrates to it. It does geofencing around the entire flag area and makes it so it's 100% accurate and extremely fast. I was so blown away by using a TL1. I haven't tried the SL3 other than indoors in the in the PGA show, but I'm I'm so blown away with TL1. That's literally clipped to the bag I just said was in the room next door. So, I can have I can use any rangefinder I want. That's the one I chose. It's the fastest and most accurate I've ever used. This is kind of the next step on that. I'm going to jump in real quick. Um, Marjorie, I'm going to be honest with you. I did not get to spend as much time with apparel as I would have liked. So I don't have any ladies apparel that stood out to me that I can share with you. And I am sorry about sure. that because I do wish that I had spent a little more time with that. Those Puma quarter zips they were wearing were pretty cool. Yes. Um, iPad or iPhone for Rap Soto. I, I say read the article by Ryan Hawk. No, um, uh, all that stuff is in his article. I Ryan Hawk's article on Rap Soto is the most in depth information you're going to find anywhere about the device, minus some video with people hitting four shots into it or whatever. It's so in depth. It has all the information. Check it out. Um, the Rap Soto device was awesome. Best training aid we saw, honestly, there weren't that many out there. You know, the little inventor section had a couple like putting yeah. trainers and things like that, but there weren't a lot of them out there. And I can tell you why, for those not wondering, the PGA show is damn expensive. It's really expensive. And that, like, the um, the inventor section this year wasn't that great. No, no, it really that, wasn't. that part was probably, I would, that would probably be my loser, actually. Every year we've gone to the PGA show, there's usually one product that jumps out and we're like, holy shit, that's brand new. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to show it to everybody. It's cool. There wasn't a single thing in there that really jumped out at us. No. Um, a speaker GPS, like all that stuff's been done a million times. There was like a suitcase where you could take wine with you. I guess some people might find that interesting. I, I there were a lot of those. That goes back to my whole bag yeah. thing that was going on. Um, you know, I think that overall for new product, there wasn't a ton that jumped out. I don't know if anybody else has questions about the PGA show, um, but you know, specific product. There wasn't anything that, oh my God, I cannot believe that's here now. No, uh-uh. Nothing where we're like, I can't wait to tell everybody about it. There were two products that I was waiting for for PGA show. And unfortunately, I can't talk about them because they they weren't debuted. Mm -hmm. um, I can tell you that uh, we mentioned somebody changing companies earlier on. They have something. They haven't. Been, they've made no secret about it that it'll. There's something coming in the future, and I can say that uh, Shotscope kind of blew us away with something too. Oh, I will say Evolve had some pretty cool stuff. At oh, their, you know what? Booth. Yeah, That's you right. should mention the stuff from Evolve. Yeah, they had some pretty cool wood stuff. Yeah, you so... got more of a, an education on it than I did, okay. but I, I, it, it fits within their whole sustainable like for the earth type yeah mantra. so um i saw canada and just ask about belt companies and i'm going to kind of oh, yeah. tie this together because if you haven't if you don't listen to off course listen to off course when you get a chance he has an episode with ben malloy from evolve who's their founder and he talks about the things they're moving into the new verticals first of all it's one of my favorite shows that's ever been on off course it's that good of an interview 
and you might have skipped over it thinking, oh, Evolve, they make teas or metal things. Like, how good is it? It's really good. But their booth was all made of old uh, pallets. Reclaimed wood. Reclaimed uh, pallet wood. And they had a new whole leatherwork section set up where they were doing these custom belts and laser engraving the buckle part. And Yeah, that was awesome. Unbelievably good stuff. So keep an eye on that because those were kind of cool. But Dan asked about other belt companies. There weren't a lot of the embroidery companies. And this goes back to my thing about cost. So, you know, a, a small booth, five by 10, is thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. And that's just for the booth. Then you have to add in all the setup stuff. Mm-hmm. The carpet. It, the, the carpet. Electricity. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we learned what water and bagels and stuff could cost, and that could be thousands of dollars too. Internet connection. A high-speed internet's going to be three to $5,000 for a week. Yeah. Um, it, it's an expensive proposition. Yes. So I understand if a brand is a small company, not throwing everything at the wall to go to the PGA show until they've kind of come up. Now, the flip side of that is maybe that is their, their spark. Mm-hmm. I don't have an answer for that, but I do know that the days of going to the show and seeing 25 custom putter makers, it's not there anymore. No. Now I'm going to go. Okay. They got me. It's on a rant. I got a rant now. Oh, geez. I think he's been drinking too much already. I've had like four sips. Um, I have a problem with some companies in the PGA show. And I can't believe I'm defending Reed Expo in the PGA show right now. Uh, not because I don't think what they do is good. I just, I, I don't work for them in any capacity. Um, I struggle so much when there's companies out there and their president or whatever is walking around holding their bags of goods, trying to grab media to get in a meeting. I've been on the other side of it and said, hey, yeah, let's sit down and chat. It's giving an F you to all the people who put their money out there to have a booth. And I very much struggle with the, hey, come back to this dark alley and let me show you what I'm doing. Mm. I I struggle with that a little bit. I think you would be better off taking that and doing a video call with said media or meeting them in person somewhere outside of the show. And I just, I just don't think it's fair. Yeah, I get that. But, you know, there's other ways to do it, too. You could have a meeting room. You could, you know, have a party at a hotel. Yeah, you know? people do that. There, there's been a number of those where they'll rent a room at the Peabody, or which is now the Hyatt across the street from the show, and say, hey, from 5 to 7, we're going to have drinks, and I'm going to show you these new putters I made. But if you're walking around the show floor with a trench coat like a drug dealer behind Dillard's or something like that saying, hey, putters, check them out. I, I struggle with that a little bit. I agree with you. Yeah, I do too. Um, so that part is 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 a tough one for me. Um, the question you had earlier it was sh- that you typed up for me, Morgan did, is does ShotScope have anything outside of Academy? Yes. Um, two things. First, one, they launched at the show. We'll have more news on it coming out. That's their new laser. Um, it's not a data tracking. It's just their laser. And for no frills laser, it's probably top probably best on the market honestly it's bold you know it's it's, it's well it's 150 dollars. yeah no i, I and it's got agree. magnet it's got everything you would want is it top of the line premier laser no no but it's a great price point for what it, you get and it's an actual laser that yes. they did it's not a blank with a logo right. on it so i think that uh when they do come to market with something else that people will be uh incredibly happy i guess is the best i agree um 
we had another question about an event we were doing and that was the Titleist experience. Oh yes. So every year we do an event with the Titleist uh, group uh, on the equipment side. So they're coming from California, California's equipment ball side is Massachusetts. Um, and we have an ex- event with the, the equipment side last year. We did it around the new TSR and people got a chance to get fit for a driver in a fairway wood. They got those clubs and they put them in play at Ballyhack with uh, Josh Talge, VP of marketing of clubs there. And Stephanie Dutrell, who's head of R and D of metal woods. Right. Pretty good. Pretty cool group to be behind the people that uh, are behind creating and bringing to market the clubs. Well, this year we're doing it again. I can't say what the products are, um, but the Titleist experience will be uh, September 24th through the 26th, and it'll be at Dormy Club. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. So to give you an idea of why it's at Dormy Club, Josh Talge and I went back and forth for a month on which course. Yeah, because in my little notes, because uh, I have like, I know this is going to surprise people, but I had a spreadsheet. And <laughs> in my spreadsheet, I always put like the possible golf courses. And we had like, I think there were two or three that were in there. Yeah. And we, Josh said, listen, I, I want this course. He, he likes North Carolina golf. It's going to be a cool background with what we're trying to do with the product. And uh, so Dormy is going to be the perfect spot for it. And we're looking forward to taking some THPers out there and showing them what's going to be, you know, next. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that's, it's really going to be very similar to what we did in this last one at Ballyhack, uh-huh. but different products, different people. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with it. Um, somebody asked, am I going to just stay at Dormy? You know, oh. I have multiple events there. No, I'm going to come home. For, you know, Great. I have a couple of those. There's one uh, event stretch we're doing this year at Ballyhack where I am not going to come home. No, you'll just stay. Yeah. I, I, one event ends. The next one starts the same day. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be uh, both tricky and a lot of fun. But I can think of worse places to spend, you know, a week than the Dormy Network properties. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, still not a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I've never asked them to be. No, They've never asked us. So. They're not going to be. Um any other questions come through for the show? I haven't seen any other questions okay. come through. Um, or if I did, I'm sorry, I missed them. So if you have a mask again. You know, there's a couple things I want to point out uh, at the show that were different. We talked about like the differences in the show floor and the like the maze. Mm-hmm. Um, the apparel side didn't have this divide. So when years passed, you had all equipment on one side. Then before you got to apparel, you would go through, I'll call it the turf area. So you had golf carts. You had stuff for course owners and operators and superintendents and things like that. And then you would go into like trophies and knickknacks and things like that. And then you'd move right into apparel and apparel would be in a whole other stretch. Well, the apparel wing is a lot smaller now, much smaller, Um, but the whole accessory area is smaller. Yes. And we forgot to talk about a couple of things with the golf carts too. Sure. Let it rip. Star EV. Okay. Okay, right. Before you go into that, let me explain my infatuation with Star EV, and it's not because of Star EV. No. Star is a golf cart company. Um, They are based out of Greenville, South Carolina. Their carts, so there's two golf carts that are made here and owned here Club Car and and, uh, Easy Go. When you say here, you mean the United States? Yes. Both of those carts are made in Augusta, Georgia. Mm -hmm. And there's differences between them. Club Car has an aluminum frame. Uh, things like that. Well, Star is made overseas, but a lot of the production and assembly is done here. 
in Greenville, South Carolina. And the design is all done here. And everything is proprietary. They're not buying a China-made cart and putting a new logo on it. Well, no, and all their fit and finishes are American-made, too. Yes. Their golf cart. And, again, we're calling them golf carts. They're really not. They're, no, they're no, the they low-speed Yeah, they're an LSV. They don't have uh, 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 even the accessory to add bags to them. I think you could. Yeah, they're but street legal. They're street legal vehicles. They have a VIN number and everything right there. Um, they have a trunk in the front. Yes. For storage, a locking trunk. It's phenomenal. The amount of storage in that one, like we saw their 2024 model, and you would pull up the back for storage, and there's a hidden cooler. Yes. It was a substantial one, too. Yeah. Like you could probably fit 24 Diet Pepsis. <laughs> Diet Pepsis, exactly. Uh, in there. So that was really cool. Uh, I don't know if I would go that route. You know, I am in the market for another golf car. We had an icon before. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the golf cart world is changing. Um, it's expensive. <laughs> They're very expensive now, but there's a lot of brands that were, and you can, if you look online, you'll see it. So you have advanced DV, you have icon, which is what we owned. You have Tomberlin, you have, uh, there's a million of them. They're literally all the same cart. There's some subtle changes and that doesn't, I'm not saying they're not good carts. Um, but they're all the exact same cart with a different logo put on and the companies are bringing them in and doing their thing. Um, then there's some that are different and that's kind of where it is, but it's really hard to go against. Let's I'll use icon as an example, since we had them, we had one uh, where it has a really good controller. People are like, what? The, nobody cares about this shit, but I care, you know, um, really good controller, really well done. But if you have a problem with it, you better hope your dealer's holding up their right. end of the bargain because the parts aren't necessarily there. Also our icon had the most uncomfortable, I guess you just say least comfortable, least comfortable seats. I think either is possible fine. Yeah, compared to what's were. out there for others. So uncomfortable. Great, great card though. Yeah. Great. Um. I see Big Dill in the comments. He has one too. He says after two years, his is starting to squeak. That's my fear with a lot of these. And whereas you know when if you have one of the major brands that have been around forever, you're not going to really run that risk. Um. But. Tell them about the other cart. Well, there's two others. There's two others. So, okay. Well, I'll start with, I also want to say that the Star EV had some of the nicest colors. Do you remember the colors? And those seats. Yeah. Oh, the seats were amazing, but the colors were really, really nice. Yeah. But then they had an autonomous driving golf cart. That's, it's Turkish. It was made in Turkey. We spoke to the lady a little bit and yeah. uh, we, was, well, what? spoke would be, uh, there was a little bit of a communication barrier. A little bit, but it was, uh. They, they were pretty cool. They had them like up on blocks so you could see the tires moving and the, like the steering wheel moving. Like it was pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And they talked about how you could, it's not for a golf course, you know, it was for neighborhoods, the villages, things like that, you know, where you could do it. But you could, if a golf course wanted to go that route, they could and they could geofence the areas and it would literally drive you around the course. And I thought that was the coolest thing that I had seen. Were they the ones that also had the ambulance? Yes. They were, right? Yeah, they had ambulance. They had a little police car. Yeah. Like It was very, very cool. Like, it had an actual stretcher. Like, it, there was a whole stretcher on the golf cart. It was it was really interesting. Yeah. The other cart that we saw, and I posted a picture on the THP forum very early on, is a single yes. rider golf cart. I thought you were going to mention that. But it's a full cart. Yes. So, you know, we have a fin scooter. Like covered. Yeah, we have a fin scooter. Yes. We paid for a fin scooter. Um. On a really hot day, it's a little rough. Like, it doesn't have a roof. Well, and it's still, like, riding a motorcycle. Like, you still need some balance. I know. I My, my friend Chris Fashal there at Mizuno, I uh, got a great video of him wiping out on one, um, trying to film himself <laughs> videoing him, <laughs> and he just ate it. 
but uh this was really cool it was like a golf cart just made skinnier yeah and it had all the yeah it had every feature you would possibly want it was so crowded at that booth ironically enough we could never go back and get i didn't want to go back and film things or anything like that so we never really got a chance to dive in deep on that but that was um probably the golf cart section in general had a lot of new releases Yes, and a lot of like accessories and stuff like that. The new speakers were out yep. this year. They were everywhere. The golf yep. cart speakers, the bars that go across and everything. So uh, overall, that section of the, the show, and that was really adjacent to the equipment. Yeah, You know, was, the hard goods, the, yeah. the Callaway booth. And the only other thing I'm going to add to the, the equipment side is Callaway had one really unique part of their booth. Yes, they did. They had their own driving range. They did. In the middle of in the middle of the show. Yeah. It was I should say it wasn't Callie, it was Top Tracer, but owned by the same company. And there were it was in a big net, but I gotta tell you, when you're walking down the aisle and the ball's whistling by you, it's it was a bit scary. Yeah. Um, but that was cool. It was cool to see Top Tracer out there in full force. Um, and directly across from the top tracer booth was the oversized life size. Uh, paradigm drivers broken apart yes yeah people were obsessed with those yeah so if you go to the very beginning of our form thread on the show there's a picture of morgan with johnny rodriguez who is absolutely the the legend of the pga show and setting up booths that's what he does for callaway not just the pga show but and his direction that he takes it year after year is Mm -hmm. unlike anybody else yeah he's really talented and a, a hats off to johnny he's been a big help of ours over the years not callaway related and uh, he this year's booth, he didn't have like a full year to plan it like he likes. No, but he had a couple months. He had a couple of months, but it came out really, really, really well done. Very classy, very different than what they've done in the past. And I thought that was kind of cool. And I very much appreciated the seats where I could take a break for a second because my back was killing me. Yeah, you uh, you were. This is your first show in a few years, and you the back really bothered you and you wore the wrong shoes no my shoes were totally fine it wasn't my shoes my sock kept falling into my shoe and so then my shoe would then rub on my ankle should have worn senior socks and getting those things up there you know Seriously. maybe the red stripe around the white sock and but you would have been great as i've mentioned i'm sure i've told that people have heard this is i have two herniated discs in my back so if i stand for too long or if i'm like it's funny because i can work out it doesn't bother me she's already angling not to go next year no, well I'm, we're on to you maybe a little bit uh, but no, no but sadly you are going next year. I know, you're needed next I year. know, but no, but seriously, the, that much walking and then you, cause then you walk like really fast and then you stop and you stand and you stand and you stand and then you walk really fast and you stop and you stand and you stand. My back could not handle it. I was cramped. I was having back spasms so bad that I was leaning against displays, just squatting, just waiting. And like, as I was doing it, you could hear my back go like crack, 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 crack. It was very uncomfortable. Not and, that anybody cares, but I'm sharing it anyway. You know, the show is different for us. As I said, we spend more time chatting with people than we do, you know, learning about products. Maybe that's not fair. Maybe we should be going into presentation mode and things like that or doing stuff live and things. But it does give them a chance to come time, sometimes step away from the booth and sit for a minute. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, that was kind of nice. Um, and I think what we want to do next year will be different. We're going to bring you the show in a different way. I don't know what, how that Maybe. way will be. No, I, if it's not that, it's going right, to be something. Some, okay. All right. um, but it's going to be different. And I, and I think people will enjoy it. And if you have more questions about things at the show uh, or anything else, please post in the thread, post it, post it in the thread, post it in this thread uh, on the THP forum. And we're happy to answer them. Um, that's going to wrap it up this week. 
please have a drink for us tonight. I'm going double fisted because I'm only half done with these. Um, it's six o'clock Eastern time and uh, the people out West, it's probably time for them to start drinking too, but be safe. So for myself and Morgan, thanks for joining us. We will be back next week. Bye everybody. THP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network. Your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode.